Welcome to the seventh episode of the Cheesy Controller Podcast and part two of our E3 Reactions episode. If you haven't heard part one of this, stop this episode and go back and listen to it. It's a really good episode. Boom! Without further ado, I present episode two. Alright, so before we get into our game of the show, we will go back and we'll just call out the predictions that we got right from last week's episode. Um, my one prediction that I got correct, so I got one point, um, the one prediction I got correct is that we would get a release window for God of War um, into early to mid-2018. We got early 2018 as a release window. I believe that game will be out probably before April, hopefully, judging by how this year went. Next year's Horizon Zero Dawn will be God of War. You think it's that that late into the year? It might not be like a Resident Evil 7 kind of early. Horizon came out in February. Right, but Resident Evil 7 came out on like January 11th. I mean, but that's third party. I feel like Sony... Sony's going to sit on their games longer. Sony likes... For me, I feel like Sony likes picking opportune times. Like, they don't pick the times that are dedicated to, like... They don't pick holiday season because that's, like, Call of Duty. That's just the mess of your Call of Duties and your other inevitable sequel. Yeah, and I I do like the fact that they pick early into the year. Like, I I do like having a fair amount of games. I like having games pre-E3. It's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, any time between the beginning of the year and E3, I love having new games. Right. Because that allows me build up my build up my collection so I can have the backlog that carries me through summer. Right. Alright, so Jalen, your predictions? The only one I got right is that I got a release window for the Spider-Man game. Which was next year. Yeah. That's really it. Alright, Chris? I got two of them right. I got, well, before E3 really, like, it was E3. I got the Kingdom Hearts trailer correct, prediction correct, and I got the VR, like, AAA VR game, which you got Skyrim, you have Doom that's coming out. Yeah, we got so, a lot of those this year. Yeah, so, like, I, I'm I, happy, I'm actually really happy that they're doubling down on VR because yeah, I feel like that was the reason motion controls didn't make it as right, far as they it didn't, like, I feel like motion controls could have gone so much it. farther if developers were willing to just go for it. And seeing that they're going for VR now, it pleases me. Yeah. All right. So we, Jalen, we really need to stop letting Chris win these predictions. Chris will come out with just the most, eh, whatever predictions, and we'll just win the whole thing. We go, like, in-depth with our predictions. We base it on past E3s. Yeah, Chris just kind of goes off the top. another thing is also is that our E... The thing about E3s these lately, like, especially last E3, this E3, and even the last PSX... We have been in, like, the season, the years of dreams. Like, it's just like they've been just dropping things. Like, who was going to predict that they're going to re have an HD remake of Shadow of the Colossus? Who thinks of that? I mean, who thought they were going to remake Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3? Besides me, that was wishful thinking, and I'm glad I got that one And right. that's And that's where Chris <laughs> is coming from. Like, I'm wishful thinking. He did wishful thinking last year. We did wishful thinking this year, but then it's like we did, at least for me, at least personally for me, because I predicted a spiral game. That's too close. That's too close. Like, Crash yeah. wasn't out yet, and then I want to say Activision got the rights to Spyro these days. Yeah. Well, so they have Spyro and Crash. That's why they were both in Skyland. Yeah, well, it's, it's one of those, I don't really see... Act- finish what they're doing. I don't see... 
it's weird. It's like we're getting a bunch of stuff we want, but then it's like they're picking and choosing almost at random. I feel like Activision will see how the sales do for the Insane Trilogy and see, okay, this is going to do, if it does great, let's bring back Spiral. If it doesn't, then they're going to be like, man, eh, whatever. Right. I mean, they did what they did. Like, Activision can sink money into things right. much more than I feel like a lot of other companies can because they have the Destiny money. They have Blizzard money. They have Blizzard money. They have Call of Duty money. They have what's left of Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk money. Right. So I feel like Activision can sink. Like, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, they didn't have to write new code. They just, like, overhauled the graphics. They overhauled, like... No, they... It's all new code. I've been reading articles. It's, like... From the ground up, it's nothing the same. It's an actual HD it's, remake. Right. Well, okay. it, it's an actual I thought it was frame remake. by frame, like... Frame by frame, it's the same. They took their time and did it, and did code by code, and to make it the exact same thing. Okay. So... Whew, Just like they're doing they, the Shadow Colossus. I feel like that still wouldn't a. be too expensive of a I mean, project. yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, I agree, because they... You don't really have to think, you don't have to, like... Right. You are copying what someone else has already done, but at the same time, good job. Alright, so our predictions, Chris won again. I tried to be you more too, wishful thinking with my predictions this year. No quality of life predictions, no nothing. Good thing I didn't do any quality of life because I'd have no points. I just tried to guess release dates, and I mean, I got some pretty good things. Um, so, the press conferences. We'll just run through these really quickly. There were... Some highlights, there were some low points. This year was a pretty strong year for E3, nothing too crazy. We started off with EA Play, um, that Saturday leading into E3. Pretty much the worst press conference. Had me not as hyped for E3 as I felt like I should have been going here's in. the thing. I do not believe EA should start off anything. I think EA should be in the middle for the sole fact right. is EA makes all of the freaking sports games out there that very few people who watch E3 actually care about. Right. Like, if you're watching E3, you're not watching E3 to play FIFA. You're not watching E3 True. to see NBA, the new NBA 2K or the new Madden. You're here to see something like Battlefront. Right. Which they had. The Battlefront was, like, the only good thing. They did not bring back Skate. That's the only thing I could have cared about. Battlefront looks good. But, I mean, it's Battlefront. I mean, as long as they have content, as long as you get more content. Yeah, if I get a story mode that's actually good in a Battlefront game, I will actually. You're going to get. Yeah, let me get a story mode. I know I'm getting a story mode, but that's not going to assure you it's going to be a good story mode. I mean, heck, it's already exciting for the first time we get to play Empire. Like, for the first time we actually get a story mode catered to Empire. No, the first time you did that was PlayStation 2, Battlefront 2. You played as a Stormtrooper the That was entire... pre-Order 66, though. That was... No, you played the entire... You, like, once Order 66, you are now a part of a Stormtrooper, and you are the Empire. They went through the entire story of Star Wars, and that's why Battlefront 2 will be, always be the greatest. Well, yeah, battle, this new <sighs> Battlefront 2, Battlefront 2 2017, is going to take place from prequels to main series to... The now sequel, 7, 8, and 9. Uh, honestly, what they should have done since the first Battlefront came out. That's what they should well, we, have done. We but all knew that game was rushed to meet with Episode 7, and it sold, and they, ma they made their money, so now they actually had time to develop an actual story mode. They had time to develop better game modes. They had be 
time to more like encapsulate the Star Wars universe yeah, that I they know, just didn't have before. EA keeps rushing excuse. games. I mean, EA is just too caught up in trying to make money. I used to love EA back when I was a kid before DLC was really a thing, but all they are is trying to make money. Right. Now. And they keep rushing out games and we keep losing for it. But you right. can't blame the developers or the games for that. You can really only blame mm. EA. Yeah. So, EA, in a nutshell... Get your shit together. Right. They need to do way better. That podcast was cringeworthy, just like... Okay, actually, actually, before we before we continue on, this is something I would like to say to every developer. If you're ever at a press conference, stop putting your scripted in-game, in-game voice chatter for your games. Please, just stop it. Just stop it, because that's not what it sounds like. When I'm on in-game voice chat with my friends, we're talking about anything but the game, unless one of us is dying. Right, and you're like, hey, Jalen, come over here. I know we were talking about something else, but I need you to bring me back up. But, so, yeah, that Battlefront Battlefront demonstration was way too long to be part of the press conference. I feel like the last 30 minutes... It was too... Okay, also, going back to this, developers... Stop trying to make your game esports. It will become esports if it's good. That's what happens. Right. That's literally how Let this works. That's how this works. Stop it. All right. Then we had Microsoft's press conference. They came out with the Scorpio. It was a strong conference. Even I feel like they failed heavily in the department of I wanted Microsoft to come out and say, here's our next game. It's bigger than Halo. Here is the next thing to really definitively sell Someone like me, who has been PlayStation very heavily this generation, I wanted them to sell me an Xbox, and they failed to do that. Like, outright, they completely failed to do that, besides backwards compatibility. With me, I feel like Microsoft sold me the PC I just built. That's how I feel for me. I agree for that. Because they didn't have anything that made me go, I need an Xbox. Everything that showed me that goes, oh, that's good, is like, also for Windows 10, I'm like, cool. Right, I mean, that's the the plus of having literally a Microsoft product in, in your PC. But I feel like Microsoft did it correct. They did, they showed you, they told you in a very kind of humble way that here's your system, this is what, it, here's the specs, here's the price, here's 40 games that it's coming out with. And with, that's exactly what they needed to do. Show you games that we're coming out with because Xbox One didn't have anything last year. But they didn't show any AAA blockbusters. They, the only Maybe thing that they you, showed I that was a heavy watched, hitter. See, I watched that conference. It was way more hype than watching a PlayStation conference. No. I was not hyped during that PlayStation conference. Because I it was that, all old stuff. But right, if, but at the same time, you watch, you, like, we watched a documentary. We watched this, like, PlayStation did trash this year, in my opinion. Like, they could have left Microsoft out Microsoft had a strong conference. I feel Microsoft's shortcoming is that, besides Anthem, they did not have a game that would bring someone like me, who was PlayStation-centric, over and sell them an Xbox, which is what I felt that they needed to do. And they just didn't do it. Well, I felt like my wanting going into watching the Xbox, I felt like they needed to come out with a bunch of games, and that's what they needed Chris, to do. Chris, here's they my question. They to have content... For their system before they come out with it. I like you could have shown me one great game that would have sold you a PS4. That's great, but if you came out with a bunch of games, that's even better. So but now Chris, you have a catalog. Question. Here's my question: Are you buying an Xbox One? Are you buying an Xbox Box? Or are you buying? Or are you building a PC? Right. Either I, way, I'm buying for Microsoft. No, that no, that's no. actually the big difference here is 
that's the problem. They didn't here. sell me the. They didn't sell me the Xbox box. Right, and that's what their Xbox job was. Box. It's like he's saying ATM machine. machine. No, it, it is the <laughs> Xbox One X. What does that turn into? Xbox box. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my problem with the Xbox One. X. <laughs> the Xbox box. The Xbox box. They didn't sell me on the Xbox box. They did, hey, maybe buying a PC would be great because I'm going to get all these games. But their job at this E3 was to sell not just Xbox One, not just Xbox One S, but Xbox One X that is a $500 4K system. And they have literally justified the purchase of that console to nobody. Because you can play all of those games in 4K, 60 frames per second, cheaper on a PC... You'll be able to play all of those games out of, out of a, in the long run, way cheaper. In the long run, absolutely. Well, I mean, how much was building your PC? Mine was six eighty. How um, can it run four K? No, but mine's not. Des- but time out. Mine isn't designed to run four K. Mine is designed so I can play games and render the crap that I'm doing. Right, like mine is yeah, half. You want to be able to. You kind of want it to be able to render. I don't personally like, want to be able to render in 4K right now. For the sole fact is, I don't have a 4K monitor. Right, and 4K I mean, isn't the sense. new. Like, and also, me personally, but, I'm not going to care about 4K until 4K becomes the new 1080. I agree. Yeah. I so don't, I don't know. I feel like Xbox did a great job with coming at least having content. Having one great game doesn't sell an entire system. Having a catalog, right? But having a, no, it doesn't. Because look at PS3 and look at Xbox 360. Xbox 360 had a bunch of games. PS3 had nothing. But also, even though no, 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 but they, at when the beginning, Chris, were trying to you, sell your you system, to, you're, they you're had ignoring the biggest great. hurdle that the PS3 had at launch. The PS3 was twice the price of a 360. You could buy a 360, a Wii, and games for the price of just the PS3. We're talking about in this in a world where a Xbox box is like a hundred dollars more than a PS4 Pro. Like. We the prices are close to this. Microsoft time. sold great games. Microsoft did not sell anybody on an Xbox, and I feel like that's a failure on them. I get Microsoft has their investment in PC, but Microsoft sold no one. Their investment, they are the PC. Okay, here's my question. Here's my question for you, Chris. What's up? Name the three games that they showed at the press conference that you're excited for at the Microsoft press conference. That Top you can only play on the Xbox. That you can only play on Xbox. Games that I mentioned have only been Xbox. Cuphead's going to be Windows, Anthem's Windows. Like, Anthem's on everything. Right. Well, Anthem's not even exclusive. I Player feel like Xbox isn't like... Windows and Xbox are the same thing, and that's one no, thing not, not, that's you guys are not getting around. Like, you go on Windows, you have an app called what? Xbox, if you want to play Xbox games. I get because you. Yeah, but they have, have hardware. That's the that's problem. That's the problem here. That This was the year that they were like, we're, remember last year how hype you got for the Scorpio with all those gigaflops and all this? And now we have the lineup behind it, and it's just like, there's no reason on to my buy PC. It. There's it's no reason that to buy the app. Well, already, you already have, but there are people out there who want game, who want a game system, not a PC. Get a Steam box. Or no, a PS4. A, like, you would not... PS4 has way better games than anything they showed 
indie, from indie to AAA, PlayStation 4 has way better games than anything that was shown at the Xbox press conference. If any of those games come out and trounce anything on PS4 on Metacritic, I will do a steak dinner bet right now that the year 2017, after this press conference, actually, we have one calendar year till next E3. This is my steak bet. That none of those games that were shown at the Xbox conference that were Microsoft and Windows only, like anything that fa falls in the architecture of not coming to PS4, will not touch the just myriad of exclusives that PlayStation's gotten so far and will continue to get because almost everything that came on the PlayStation stage is only coming to PlayStation, not to Xbox. Many of the things Xbox, a lot of the games that excited me, Player Unknown Battlegrounds is also coming to PlayStation 4. Like a lot of the indie games that were interesting, the only one that isn't coming to PlayStation 4 is Ori and Cuphead. But those are also coming to Windows. So if you find a single one of these games that come out and don't have a single PS4 game in the exact same month that doesn't sky score higher on Metacritic, like you can hold me to it. I will pay for you a steak dinner saying that this next calendar year that Microsoft did not deliver on what they needed to deliver to not only sell games on Microsoft as like, because they're still playing catch up to Steam. So they're never going to catch up to Steam, period. I mean, no one's going you to can't. catch up to Steam. Exactly. No one. And then they're not going to catch up to PlayStation. So they're fighting two battles on two fronts. They've divided their forces. They're fighting PlayStation on one side with, like, their hardware is superior, but it's still $100 more expensive. And you can get a PS4 Pro this holiday. They're going to bundle in the game. So that, in theory, makes it $150 cheaper across the board. I get that the Xbox One X is true 4K and games are across the board going to be natively rendered in 4K, but as of right now, if you want every game rendered in native 4K, you can get a PC. And while you can play all these Microsoft games that they announced during their press conference on a PC, you can play... They're fighting Steam on the PC front where you can get games in native 4K, and they're fighting PlayStation on the console front and where you can get games in native 4K because anything that's optimized for the pro, a few things do checkerboarding and like other tactics like that because it's not as powerful, but you can still get 4K gaming out of a PS4 Pro for $150 less with a better catalog. And going through Steam, you can get games in 4K resolution, VR support, all of these things that they didn't show VR support on Windows Store or Xbox. So now, literally every camp except for Microsoft has VR. Wait, I thought Oculus was coming to the box box. It is. They couldn't. <laughs> it box hasn't been announced. It. it was rumored <laughs> last year. I'm, I'm they never... did not say the letters VR anywhere in that presentation. And they left themselves a lot of opportunities of, hey, maybe you can play Forza in VR. But they did not hint. They did not play like, they didn't say, hey, and it has the power to do VR. They did not mention that. It does have the power to support VR because a base PS4, which is like a third of the power of the Xbox One And also One X, four years old. Right. That's the big thing about it. Can run VR. Another thing is about it, though, and this is my thing with it is, and this is the reason why I like Microsoft showing. I like the fact that they show games. Like, that's what I'm here for. That's the only thing I'm here for. 
But the thing is, Microsoft doesn't have a catalog that's just important that I just can't get anywhere else, like he was saying. And that's right. my and problem. that's the that's my problem too. Like I wanted Xbox to succeed, and while I get one game won't sell it, their catalog still they did not they needed something to hit heavy and like Cuphead is not a heavy hitter on the level of Shadow of the Colossus remake. Look, it's okay. And that's a PS2 game. But also the thing about it is just looking at their entire catalogs, Microsoft as far as I can tell, I could be wrong. They don't have a Horizon. They don't have a Near. Like when Near came out, they don't have a Persona, they don't Nier have came, a Spider-Man, no, no, they no, don't no. have What's a more God of War. When Near came out in March, you know what Microsoft exclusive they got, the Xbox got Halo Wars 2. Why? What happened to Scalebound? Scalebound got canceled. Right, and that was my problem going into last year's E3 and then my worry going into this year's E3 because, honestly, the promise of the world's most powerful console is right up my alley. I'm a console gamer, but I am also very focused on power, hence the reason I'm trying to upgrade my PS4 to a PS4 Pro. Like, I'm heavily invested into VR. I'm heavily invested, like, in the Xbox ecosystem. Like, if I were to, bust, if I were to buy an Xbox One S right now... I have a digital catalog on Xbox. I have physical Xbox media that, like... So, I have an investment in Xbox. My problem with Xbox presentation is they are catering to the people who have Xboxes. They're telling people who have Xboxes great things. Like, you are getting good games. But the problem is they don't have anything to sell systems. They don't have, like, a catalog of... Like they did last year, where they had Forza, they had Gears, they had Tomb Raider, they had all of these games. They had Gears, they had, like, the best lineup in gaming. Like, if they had the best lineup in gaming with the most powerful console, that'd be awesome. That'd be something I would love to see. I would love to buy a box that renders everything in 4K, has the best gameplay experiences, and I don't need to go anywhere else for anything else. But that's what I'm getting from PlayStation right now. And that's not what I'm seeing that I'll get from Xbox. I'll buy an if I were to buy an Xbox One X, I'd get Sunset Overdrive, which is several years old. I'd get that for probably five dollars. I'd get the new Forza because I love Forza games. Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct, but I mean, even that's a downloadable title. How much is Killer Instinct with everything now? Twenty bucks. Point. Right. So there's nothing. They're not going to sell me any AAA. They didn't sell me on any AAA first party games because honestly. I bought all the Gears games. I bought all the Halo games when I was on Xbox. And those games, I bought my original Xbox 360 for Halo Reach. And then I bought another Xbox 360 for Halo 4. Like, those games legitimately sell consoles. There was nothing. And I mean, at the PlayStation 4 event, when the Xbox One was announced, it was announced with more games than the Xbox One X was announced with. When the PS4 was announced, it was announced with more games than the Xbox One X is getting. When the PS4 Pro came out, it has more games that are PS4 Pro supported and like PS4 Pro optimized than the Xbox One X has. Like, like I'm saying, from literally every front, there's a better avenue of going out getting quality games, getting graphically intensive games, getting immersive games. There are better avenues to get all of these games. Microsoft does not have any reason 
for you to buy a $500 box in 2017, it's a 4K box. You should literally wait. I'm willing to bet. I'm not going to do this as an actual bet. I'm, But I do bet on that Metacritic that Xbox will not beat out PlayStation on Metacritic for any month for the next calendar year. Because the quality of their games that they've announced and the slate of games they have coming, PlayStation may have... We have The Last of Us 2 way out. We have Days Gone way out. We have things like Death Stranding way out. But coming up, we have God of War. We have Spider-Man. And Xbox has nothing. This year already, we've had Persona, we've had Nier. And this just keeps being the same rhetoric over and over and over and over again. We PlayStation gets, and PC gets, AAAs and Indies in mass and then microsoft just doesn't get these things and microsoft will pull out microsoft does have high quality indies state of decay i would like to play ori i would like to play but i'm not about to buy a console for ori in the blind forest you know i i think we pretty much hit our points on this one right let's let's move on to like let's move on to ubisoft let's let's see let's talk about what ubisoft well we're, we can't skip bethesda you guys all we all have something that we pulled that we liked from Bethesda this year. Their press conference wasn't that great. Skyrim has been ported to as a new We Got Doom running on. But Evil Within, Wolfenstein... Well, that's the reason why I also felt like we could have skipped it, because the big, important games were yeah. already in our... These are our games of the show. Like right. we've already talked like, about Evil Within. We've too. already talked about Wolfenstein. We've already talked about Beyond Good and Evil. Like everything really, really important. We're already well. Beyond Good and Evil is UB. Yeah, my sick. But everything that we are, everything out of Bethesda that we're like hyped about, we pretty much already talked about. And that's going back to Microsoft for one second. That shows the problem with Microsoft. Other than Cuphead, I don't think any of us named a Microsoft exclusive. Ori. Other than Ori and Cuphead. But, again, no one's going to buy a $500 console to play those two games. Especially when you can get them on PC. Exactly. So, Ubi. Yeah. Ubi came out. Their press conference was surprisingly good this year. I'm happy to see that their press conference. Because I saw saw them a little bit of... I fell off of Ubi when Assassin's Creed bored me around 3. Around 3. Like, that's when I got bored... Four was good. I'm not gonna pretend like four was good, but for me, I had my best experience playing four when I was off being the Dread Pirate Roberts or something, plundering the universe, than I was like running around sneaky, sneaky, stabby, stabby. Well, they're bringing that game. They're bringing back the pirate combat, and they're just gonna do that. And that's why I wanted to bring up what is it called, Skull and Bones? Yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to get to Ubisoft so we can talk about Skull and Bones because we haven't mentioned Skull and Bones. We haven't talked. I like the fact that. Microsoft is Microsoft did announce theirs first with Sea of Thieves, but I'm happy we're getting like regular old pirates games again. Like I'm happy yeah. to just see I'm happy we're getting back to these old um, types of characters that we just haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Like right. when yeah. was the last time we had an actual good pirate games? The last one I can remember is the last one I know of is like Assassin's Creed Four, four. <laughs> and then before that what Escape from Monkey Island. Like, I can't think of a game, a pirate game that I played legitimately before AC4. Yeah. It's like I'm happy to see pirates back. Right. And I mean, I mean, good games. And Ubisoft is handling their properties well. Like, Ubisoft is supporting their games. So, like, Rainbow Six Siege and Ghost Recon Wildlands are still and getting Division, content. Right. 
All of these games are still being heavily supported by UB and in a great way. They're treating their games more like services. Like, they're doing what EA is wants to do, but they're just doing it. And I feel like Ubisoft, like, they made a lot of mistakes with Assassin's Creed annualizing it. They took it away. They're like, all right, here, we give it more time. AC Origins yeah. looks... ACO looks great. But also another thing is, I've been saying since 2, like when we finish with Ezio, when we finish with Ezio, I'm like, okay, take me to either Egypt, take me to Japan, take me to somewhere. Well, they said they're not new. doing Japan. I, I know, I know they said they weren't going to do Japan, but I'm saying back then it was like, this is a good time to take me somewhere different, take me to a place I haven't seen before, and then we go into the American Revolution. Now I get it, I'm being biased because I'm an American, but come on, I'm. They com- mishandled that. AC3 really should have been, by premise, the best Assassin's Creed game. They just completely botched the delivery. As someone who played AC1, 2, 3, Brotherhood, Revelations, 3, I played everything. 4. Yeah. I've played all of them except for Syndicate. And Unity. Unity and Rogue. And Rogue. And Chronicle. <sighs> like, I've even played the spinoff games on like DS and PSP and Vita. So I, as someone who's played almost all of the Assassin's Creed games what they're doing with Origins looks great I'm glad they took the ship combat and made it into its own game because that's what I wish they would have done in 4 like 4 felt like two very different games when you were on land and like assassinating people it felt like a refined Assassin's Creed game but I felt like that formula became stale and that's why I didn't play Unity after that because it came out and had all the problems And but I feel like it was a good pirate game, and it was a pretty good Assassin's Creed game. And now they're coming back with a good Assassin's Creed game and a good pirate game. And so I feel like Ubisoft really... And they did Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. And it's just a bunch of games that are on Ubisoft slate that are coming to almost everything. Coming to Switch, coming to Xbox, coming to PlayStation. They they have Just Dance, which they always have. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, Ubisoft has a pretty good slate. And I feel like what they've done up until now... Like, we have no reason to doubt Ubisoft. Like, current Ubisoft, yeah. they, they've they been making really good decisions. Far Cry 5, like, they're they're selling their games. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next up was Sony. We went to the PlayStation E3 experience in theaters. This year was a lot less, like, magical over the last few years of PlayStation. Yeah. We didn't see anything really new except for Shadow of the Colossus. Um, their pre-show did was really content heavy, so we got a lot of those indies out of the way where last year we didn't get them at all and we didn't get like any announcements of like third-party things and it was really heavily focused on first-party. This year the pre-show apparently according to PlayStation's official thing that like pre-show that started about 30 minutes beforehand, not those trailers that didn't have anything, but when they really started having that panel, that was technically how PlayStation handled the beginning of their press conference. And then when they switched over to their media showcase, which is what they called their stage presence, it was, that was all... We still have to talk about the L that they're going to take for the fact that they didn't have sound for the first two trailers. I mean, yeah. Like... That, that is something that should be acknowledged. Well, that was an across-the-board thing. Apparently, GameSpot had to give PlayStation their feed because even PlayStation's official Twitch stream, the audio went out. 
So GameSpot got live audio from the stadium. That just had to be like a technical thing. Like E3 is not the place. There's a reason it took a while for the con- the conferences to actually get live streamed out. Is because that place, the infrastructure of that building, is not designed for people to stream out. Also, this is a personal thing with me. I would like to see Sony pull out of E3. I would prefer if they just did everything at their place, PSX. I would prefer if they just did everything at PSX. That could get ugly. Yeah, it could get... If any first party pulls... Because Nintendo hasn't even pulled out of E3. They technically have? They I mean, really Treehouse is an independent thing. Right, but it's around the same time. They have... E3 their, is, yeah, so. yeah. The big three need to stay at E3 or E3 will fall. Right. There's Ubisoft. EA, UB, Bethesda, everybody can come and go as they please. But Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft always need to be at E3. And that's how I feel. I feel like people watch E3 for Nintendo no, you, to compare. You're absolutely right. No, right. you are absolutely right about that. Right. So, But I also feel like with Sony, with their Sony like mid-year and their end-of-the-year thing being, in terms of development time, fairly close. Very close. Being like, yeah, in terms months. of like when you get development stuff done... I feel like they kind of split themselves a little bit. Like, you know, it's like, I the announcements they make, while they were cool and I'm glad to see what I saw at the conference, I feel like once we get back to PSX, we're just going to get, like, a bunch of brand new announcements to melt my face off. Well, I hope they don't. I feel like they've announced a slate of games that could last all the way to PS5 because we have Final Fantasy VII Remake. We have Days Gone. We have Death Stranding. But that's also why have... last year felt magical. It's like... E3, we had these great announcements, and then the moment we get to uh, PSX, all of a sudden, hey, Marvel's Capcom Infinite, you didn't expect it, here you go. Right, so... Last of Us 2, just... Like, They need to stop announcing things so we don't have another Last Guardian Final Fantasy XV situation. That's how I feel. I don't want Sony to put themselves in that boat again. Because they've gotten themselves out of it, and it's like, okay, all the games we have are coming within the next couple of years. Don't freak out, everybody. I don't need anything getting pushed to next generation. I don't need anything getting pushed two generations down the road from now, which we've had that problem out of Sony before. Yeah. So I'm like, keep your slate of games that you currently have. Don't switch anything up. Just keep, and we're getting them turned out like on a consistent enough basis. They kind of, coming into this generation, like Bloodborne was at a weird spot. Till Dawn was at a weird spot. We've had PlayStation exclusives in weird spots, but now we are we have a consistent cadence of every six months they can put out a big blockbuster AAA game that will sell consoles. Horizon sold consoles. Persona, maybe not on the level that I wish it would, but Persona sold consoles. Near, not so much. But then, let's say God of War comes out early next year, sells consoles. Spider-Man sells consoles. Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is one of the best-selling game franchises internationally, period. People yeah. will buy another People PS4 just, just for Gran yeah. Turismo. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And that's the, part of the reason why I'm like, I would like to see Sony just do everything at one time. Yeah. Because make more this sense. splitting like it down so is just one of those on like... Developers. Yeah. Well, not just that, but also it's like it makes the content, it makes the content announcements a little weird for me. A little weird and stuff, because it's like... Yeah, we got this at E3. Why are you showing this again to me in six months when nothing has changed? Like, it's true. Or, or we either get a big announcement at PSX, and then we don't get, like, any, like, major, major, like, any, like... 
I felt more hype at last year's PSX than I did at this year's E3. Right, and you had to add some, like, that panel thing that was really confusing and kind of boring. Look at the camera, man! Just look at the right. camera! That was like, you did, you could have not, yeah, having two things six months apart from each other caused them to have to do something really weird during their E3 announcement yeah, like, that just, like, it's one of those, didn't like, give me hype for their showing of games. Right, they and just, I mean, like, kind of turned. Yeah, they just showed us basically the exact same thing as last year, just with more, and they gave us some more information. So, right. but I would have been more excited if they didn't show what they did the first forty-five minutes. I was just like, mm, getting kind of bored with this. But I mean, and it like, wasn't really for you. I got excited. Like it was for more. So, what did they talk about? They talked about Super Hot. They talked about Undertale. They talked about. There were some real highlights out of that. Yeah, no, that were like, they were like, they But it was the way they presented it that was. Yeah, that was sloppy. Yeah. yeah. And. They, they could have done that, and, super hot so much and that more. Goes, and that goes back to it. It's like, this E3 was sloppy. Yeah. This it, E3 yeah. could have been executed the much better. Last, they're going to learn their lesson. Last E3. It's like everything yeah. was like literally, last year. Sony's last conferences we the entire year were going. a bunch of brain melting. Was brain melting. Yeah. And then we go. And then we go into their first big conference of the year. Where they've already had their slate of games. I'm ready. I'm hyped. I'm like, here we go. Show me what's coming next. And then it's sloppy. And then it's like, Brown. and then sloppy. And then it's sloppy with Microsoft trying to redeem themselves. I'm not going to say that Microsoft fully redeemed themselves. They still got to prove tried. it. They got to prove right. it. But with how Microsoft handled their conference, and Microsoft and then handled Sony, their conference way, the yeah. delivery of their conference exactly was they, way better. They could have not done the Forza thing. I I felt like you showing a that's car. A, that's that's I was just like going to happen. That's, I know, but I was like, you're doing the most. It's yeah, but that's just, just like how EA is always going to try and push like esports or some shit. Anyways. Yeah, I know. Like, it was just like and how, come on, Microsoft. Yeah, it's just, just show like, me the games. Yeah, and with Microsoft being really well made, like, if it wasn't for the fact, if it wasn't for, like, the whole, you know, this is a new console, a lot of these games are on the PC I already owned, I probably would have sided more with Chris on this. But Sony's was sloppy, and now I'm just like, I kind of, I hope they could, I just hope they redeem themselves at PSX. Oh yeah, just PSX. They will. It's PSX. They're going to show their once again goes back to the point of why I think they should just do PSX and Vita. (laughs) We have that moment every year at (laughs) PSX. Like some dude holds up a Vita and it's coming to this, and I lose my shit every single time. Yeah, that didn't. We had a slight moment like that with Undertale. Like they uh, no no that got me because Undertale plays with my heart all the time. (laughs) And Vita, I was like yes. And that's that's how I feel about it. That's Sony's press conference. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the last one, rounding everything out, what last two? Yeah. We, oh. I'm not gonna not talk about Devolvers. Devolvers was yeah. Hilarious. Can we please? That was like, okay, it was 15 it. minutes of glorious content. You can't spend more than 15 minutes talking about the 15. I am not gonna spend. No, I'm. I only need five minutes. The thing about Devolvers special is, I want you to imagine if Colbert, instead of doing jokes about politics, did jokes about games. That's Basically, what it was. It was, it was just a satire on the entire E3 press conference. And watching this in the middle of E3, after seeing like Bethesda going, hey, prepare to buy Skyrim for the 18th time. And then it's like, here's a game that you're not going to know about it. You just have Devolver just making fun of the entire industry. It's like, yeah, I know you want Beyond Good and Evil 2. I know you're throwing your money at the screen. Nothing's going to happen. We made it happen. <laughs> and then a guy loses his arm, and I die laughing. Yeah, it was. 
It was yeah. just comedy and just a sweet relief that we needed. Yeah, it's like I'm happy that we had this bit, this comedic bit in between, like the whole a we're selling you something. Yeah, it was a great yeah, house. And then on top of that, job. they showed games like Ruiner, right. which looked that kid really looked so really good. good. Okay, I'll watch the developer press conference. <laughs> I didn't watch it because I read articles about that developer's press conference was the grim future of E3. But that's probably coming from people who. If you guys are on board with it, I'll probably be more on board with it. It, it was it was fun. It was a nice satire on the games industry, which was a good palate cleanser in between. And then they showed Ruiner, and I'm t- I don't know what that is. Ruiner is a imagine a it's similar to Fury actually, okay. except okay. instead of being like really hard, I'm going in with my gun. You're da- I got with my sword. You're dashing in with the gun. You have a dash. You have a variety of is weapons. That a bullet hell. It's not a bullet hell, because I didn't really see enemies get a chance to fire, but it seems like it's a really fast-paced game where you can switch from melee into, like, your insane weapon variety at once. Yeah. Alright, so... That's it for Devolver. Uh, that's Devolver. 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 Said it's Absolver, and then... And Absolver looks good, though. Yeah, Absolver is a good game. But uh, <laughs> I would like to say, since we're moving on, Nintendo... Yeah. Thank you for bringing back Metroid. Thank you for <laughs> announcing a Switch main like Nintendo is. Thank you for everything you're doing right now because right. almost everything they had has an audience. Everything they had w- made someone's dreams come true. They had the director of the Pokemon Company. Hey, I know you guys are excited for Pokemon Tournament, and that's what we have for now. But guess what? Next year, main series Pokemon game. What? And I see, mean, but the thing about it is, and this is why I will say right now, Nintendo won E3 for me. Because yeah, they... I agree. That's what's the year of three, dreams for me. That's where all the games that had me screaming, like, the only game that... I lost my mind at the end of the Spider-Man thing for Sony because Miles showed up, yeah. and I'm a big Miles fan, and then I was excited for Shadow of the Colossus. Other than that, I was like, this is pretty much stuff I've already seen before. This yeah. is stuff I'm ready to get. And then Nintendo's like... Two Metroid games, a new Kirby game, a new Yoshi game, main series Pokemon game. Like, did they, they show anything with Mario? Really? Yeah, Odyssey. They showed Odyssey. Odyssey, is, Odyssey, looks good. Odyssey is insane. Odyssey just looks to be. And they showed Zelda DLC, which made me excited because. Right. But I'm glad they were week. like really catering towards their like their well, other I first like, parties. Not that, just that, but also I I like the fact that they're directly catering for people who not only already bought the Switch, but also people who are on the fence about the Switch. Like, right, like, at the, uh, am I just like, going to get another Mario? Up until E3, I was like, is there really any reason for me to get a Switch? And now I'm like, I need a Switch. Right, yeah. Um, but once yes, again, going yes, back to Switch. Microsoft, Switch. but then going back to Microsoft's press conference, Metroid 4, main series Pokemon game, that sold me on yeah. a Switch. Where's my Xbox game? Nintendo shows you what Microsoft should have done I to agree. sell the X. Give me a few things that literally... I'm about to spend $500 on a Switch. Just 300 on the console, memory Dang. card, accessories, games. I'll drop that 500 on a Switch. Why? Because Nintendo gave me excitement and hope for the future of the Switch. Xbox didn't do that. Xbox like, hey, I'm glad you be happy you already built your PC. Okay, so to close out the show this week, I know we had a really long run. We had some technical difficulties in between. We had stake bets. We had arguments. But, I mean, this is a high-quality show. Like, I feel like this is one of the best episodes we've had. 
Thank you guys for sticking with us for this long. Your payoff is you get to hear our game of the show. Game of the show for me? I wanted to give it to Metroid 4, but all we got is a title card. I'm giving it to Shadow of the Colossus. I'm okay. really happy to see a game like that brought back because it was already a beautiful game, and then they brought it back because they're rebuilding it from the ground up. They kept the style, and it looks gorgeous. And then they smoothed out that Team Eco combat that I, that's always been a little weird. Yeah. That game's going to be immaculate. It's a remake, so the controls are going to be much better. It's... And that's the one problem people have with that going back and playing that game is now the controls in retrospect are horrible. But now that this game is coming to PS4, they're remaking it from the ground up. The graphics, like, they could add the missing Colossus. The Colossi. The, rumin, the rumored, uh, what is it, 13th Colossi? Yeah, they can add that back into the game because of how they're doing this treatment. So, yours is Shadow of the Colossus. Mine is, it's not as big of a game, but it is something that I legitimately got excited for. Um, Super Hot VR is coming to PS4 within the next couple weeks. I mean, I'm happy to see that Sony just didn't, I'm happy that Sony's treating VR significantly better than they treated Move. Like, from my perspective, Move came out, it didn't blow up like the Wii, and then the, the and then it was kind of abandoned. Well, and then with VR, it's like VR is getting stuff repeat like frequently. But there's a difference between the Move and the VR. Like Move is just copying another console's thing. VR is that PlayStation VR is the first console to have VR. They are the but still, we but still, in this, this is industry like, right now. But at the end of the day, it's a gimmick until they refine it enough. And well, with the move, they didn't, like they didn't bother selling the Vive and the Oculus Rift, and that says a lot. Right. Well, I, but I mean, also with the Oculus with the Oculus and the Vive, and the Vive it's like that's, it takes like two really K to get that gaming. going. Yeah. So you're like. But what I'm saying is, I'm happy that Sony's sticking with it. I'm happy we're doing it. Like we got super. You already mentioned super hot. Resident Evil Seven. Tekken had something. Battlefront had something like we're getting VR. Right. They're committed to making VR games, Which and is, it doesn't seem like they're just going to abandon it anytime. Thank soon. God they're committing to something. But I mean, it's because PlayStation gamers buy games, yeah. right? Like that's why the Vita, like they didn't, like they didn't support the Vita the way they should have. But they also didn't abandon the Vita because everybody who owns the Vita bought at least eight games. It has one of the highest attach rates for software out of any console ever. And now PlayStation VR is the best-selling VR headset on the market, besides mobile VR, which I don't count in those numbers. It's the best-selling consumer VR, like, high-end product, and it has a high attach rate. Because because of how PlayStation distributes their games now, the PlayStation Store is so much more useful for, like, oh, that thing about the PlayStation Store. One thing about the PlayStation Store. Shuhei, for the love of God, Fix the keyboard. Oh, that's not happening. Please, it's cancer. They, I mean, they went from a regular keyboard to that, so they're not going to go back. I hate it so much. Right, and now, like, the companion, like, the mobile site doesn't work for me anymore, so I'm having a lot of trouble out of PlayStation for that. All right, (laughs) so, Chris, your game of the show, to finish it out. Uh, My game of the show is The Last Night, which was a just a platformer game, but it looked very beautiful to me because it takes place in the future it's at a like pixelated art style they only showed like a very minimalist like han solo-esque character who was like going against like this outlaw in the future just doing gangster kind of stuff and it just to me looked really beautiful 
And that's not like the David Bowie rock star platformer that they had at Microsoft. No, that one looked good too. No, yeah. that was this was uh, just I don't know like it was just like one neon lights everywhere, just like kind of a seventh element kind of vibe to the it. The cyberpunk game, right? It, it looks, looks like a cyber noir game. I yeah, re- I remember what so you're talking about now. Good. It looks really interesting because that's a style we just don't get really. Right. And like we don't me, get enough cyberpunk. We don't get a, we don't get enough like hard sci-fi games. In right. general, and that—that's why it stuck out to me because I was like, "This game looks absolutely beautiful," but it also looks kind of like a retro game at the same time. All right, well, that wraps the sixth episode of the Cheesy Controller Podcast. Once again, you can follow us all on Twitter collectively at Cheesy Controller without the last e. So, Cheesy Control R R R, and you can follow me at Anton Six with three X's. You can follow me at Squid Bishop. And you can still follow me at the underscore city is my church. I really thought it was you had a better name than that. I didn't realize the underscore was like that inopportunely placed. We really got to get your branding. We're, we're gonna pick. No, we're gonna change your Twitter handle next episode. We gotta. Whatever. Yeah, we gotta get you something that, like, something like I'm gonna totally give an IGN Twitter name, but. Mick Biggity with two G's and two T's. Like, if you try and type in Mick Biggity with two G's and two T's, you will get Marty Sleva from IGN. And I mean, that's just, that's just brand new. But anyway, that close off our podcast. Have a great one.